Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Well, thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro. And on today's IBG episode, I'm just going to be flying off the dome piece here like I typically do on my IBG episodes. I just have an idea and I just go with it. So, uh, I, you know, while I'm mowing all day, every day, still in the field, which is what I enjoy truly, but I do need a few days here and there to get out of the field. So that's kind of been what I've been working on for quite some time now, going back and forth with um, trying to find a crew leader and then, and then not having enough part-timers or finding a crew leader and then not having enough part-timers and then uh, back and forth anyway. So it's, you know, I've, I've probably, um, beat that horse enough at this point. Um, no horses were harmed in this, um, example, by the way, but anyway, we all know we've had staffing issues. It's, it's always been a thing. It's been really bad the last couple of years with COVID and everything. Um, but there's a little bit of hope here I see on the horizon, but still, it's still a struggle. So, um, haven't, haven't gotten things exactly where I want them yet, where I'm able to not be in the field every day. Um, so while I am in the field every day, I enjoy some easy listening to some different playlists of mine, as well as podcasts, of course, and some audiobooks still that pop up here and there that are either in my in my wish list of books that I that I want to purchase and download and listen to, or new ones that I come up come across that I want to listen to. So during all that time, it's kind of a very relaxing, kind of getting in the zone, almost meditative state. So that's where I do all my best thinking for all kinds of stuff, whether it be, you know, how do I make the the rally, the rally, you know, or once upon a time, small meetup at Pleasure Ridge Pizza. How do I make it bigger and better so that everyone, you know, as the community grows, the event can grow to be able to hold more members of the community and so on to, you know, oh, I want to start a podcast. What's that going to look like? Different, you know, YouTube videos, series and playlists and things like that. And, you know, working with brands and all those kind of ideas that are relevant to our industry all seem to pop up during that time frame, as well as, um, ideas about the things that I want to talk about on the podcast, which is what I've done on YouTube all the time too. I come up with ideas in that same, you know, whether it's something that, that happened that day, you know, with, with, a, with a client or equipment or lawns or whatever, you know, just kind of my, I would do like kind of a vlogging thing on my YouTube channel, which I still do from time to time, just not as much. It's more dedicated to, um, equipment, you know, equipment reviews and setups and things like that, as well as, kind of interviewing other folks and sharing their stories and their setups and so on. That's kind of what I do primarily on my YouTube channel now with some, you know, some updates and vlogging type things sprinkled in here and there. But, uh, 
I would get all my ideas the, the same way while I was mowing. And now with the podcast, I do the same thing. So lots of ideas. I'm constantly jotting them, jotting them down on my phone. And then I kind of, when it's time, when I have studio time to sit down and podcast, I look at that list and I'm like, all right, what am I in the mood to talk about today? Boom. There we go. So anywho, that three minute intro. So today, what I want to talk about something that I've ta- I have also talked about on YouTube back in the day, just um, several times o- over the years, over the last seven, eight years that I've been making YouTube videos, but I haven't talked about it on the podcast. And quite honestly, I haven't really heard a whole lot about it talked about on any podcast for that matter. So with that being said, what I wanted to talk about is the power of saying no. And I know this firsthand because when you first start out, you know, you kind of need to and want to just automatically take on anything and everything that comes your way from, from types of work, type of work, you know, whether you want to be a lawn care business or a landscape business, hardscaping, irrigation, or all of the above, you kind of just take what you can get. You know, you probably try to advertise what you want to get, but by default, you know, people will stumble upon you one way or another and just ask if you do other things. And, you know, you're trying to like generate revenue and grow your business, afford equipment and upgrades and just start to build some sort of clientele of regular work you know, maybe, maybe you want to target certain neighborhoods, things like that. So we end up kind of doing a lot of miscellaneous things. And a lot of times things that we don't even really want to do, or we don't want to continue doing and so on. So that, that, that's kind of understandable. That's, that seems to be like status quo for all of us starting our business in the lawn landscape industry. But that doesn't mean that, you know, we should just continue to do that. Like, you know, as soon as we identify the services that we want to provide, and where we want to provide them and who we want to provide them to, um, then we, we should really start hammering down on that stuff and not allowing the hodgepodge miscellaneous stuff to keep coming our way. But that's easier said than done. Right. And, you know, it's just, it's just hard to, it is hard to say no. It really is hard to say no, especially when you're first starting and then, you know, there's an interim phase where you start growing and you're, you know, you're starting to kind of hone in on your, on, on what you want to do, who you want to do it for and where you want to do it and so on and getting your pricing down pat, right. Knowing your numbers, getting your equipment, you know, down pat and, and all that and starting to build a, a good schedule and a good routine and, and, and it kind of becomes easier for you to say no in that time, in that little phase, because he especially if you're like solo and you're still solo, you can only do so much. So when your schedule gets all full, it's a lot easier to say no. It's a lot easier to pick and choose, raise your prices so that, you know, anyone that does say yes, it's super profitable and you can kind of start cycling out the people that aren't as profitable. Maybe they're PETAs, you know, episode way back in the archives explaining what that is, uh, PETA customers, but you know, whatever the reason, you know, you want to get rid of some of those folks, the different folks that you have so that you can make room for the people that are more profitable and so on. So it kind of gets a little bit easier during that phase. But then when you want to start growing again, if you want to start growing again, and maybe that, you know, will probably require employees if you're solo and you're maxed out and you want to continue to grow, then you need employees. So with that growth comes you know, you're usually expanding, maybe you're doing some marketing. So now you have more influx of work and, um, it's, you, you now start to get into that 
fall back into that not saying no as much anymore and saying yes more than you probably should because you're trying to grow. So this kind of goes in phases, but um, the reality is you have to say no because if you don't say no, then you end up not having room for people to say yes, the right people that you want to say yes to. I was trying to think of like the, the, the sexiest way to say that. I have a lot of one-liners and phrases and stuff like that, but in the moment off the cuff here, you know, straight off the dome, as I said, first thing at the top of the episode, uh, I couldn't come up with anything flashier than that. But the bottom line is if you keep filling up your schedule with, with a bunch of yeses with the wrong yeses, then you're just not going to have room for the right yeses. Cause th- th- I've been there, done that. And this is why I'm saying all this. So there's been plenty of times, especially early on. And then a few years in the exact example that I told you of trying to grow and, you know, get employees and grow to the start, you know, achieving the different goals that I've set for myself and my business, not growing just to grow, not growing because people want me to grow, but that's always, always my goal from day one was to not stay solo forever. So you know, the, the, those, those growth phases made me, you know, fall back into these, these examples, these traps of saying, yes, like I was just saying. So what you have to do is continuously envision that you are full. Like even if your schedule isn't maxed out, right? Because now you've taken on one part-time employee and, and now you guys can get twice as much done in a day than you could by yourself. So now kind of, you know, you can hypothetically you can hypothetically do more or, or twice as much work, right? Not, not really, but you can do almost twice as much work. So you're just thinking, Hey, you know, let me just do as much as I can. Let me take on as much as I can, but you have to remember the power of saying no. And the easiest way to do that is to just envision that your schedule is full so that you can just be more selective, more selective with who you say yes to. So you're not saying um, yes to everyone. And you're just flat out saying no to the people that you shouldn't have and don't want to have for so many reasons. So I'll just give a couple quick examples just to hammer this down more for, for my, for you guys from, from myself, from my perspective, from day one, I wanted to be a lawn maintenance company that's mowing fertilization, weed control aeration and seeding, obviously, Still cleaning up leaves in the fall because that's covering up the lawn and it's going to damage the turf if you don't keep that, that taken care of. And we also do some light landscape maintenance for 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 the the customers that the clients that do want it, whether that's freshening up the mulch beds in the spring before the mowing season starts, early in the spring, late winter, early spring, and then trimming shrubs a couple times throughout the year. We we can definitely do that when it gets hot and dry. Uh, in the summer, you know, our schedule isn't as crazy. The lawns don't take as long, so we can kind of fill in some some holes in our schedule or just some lighter days in our schedule. Uh, you know, get, getting some bushes trimmed. I mean, it's it's not everyone. It's it's not all seventy to a hundred clients. At one point last year, I was almost at a hundred clients. Now I'm at seventy something. Um, I, you know, I've I had to take a step back, take a couple steps back to take a step forward last year with everything going on. Again, we've talked about this in several episodes. Uh, you can check those out, but mainly had to do with late, the labor market and staffing and all that. And <clears throat> not saying no, I guess too much or enough. Um, but it was hard last year because I had a, all of the right 
people, all the right people coming to me wanting quotes. So I was just saying, yes, yes, yes. Here's the quote. Here's the quote. Here's a quote. And I wasn't raising my prices as much as I should have. Like I wasn't taking advantage of the situation saying, Hey, you know what? I, I, re- I should be raising all my prices like I am this year. Um, as much as I am this year, I should have been raising them that much last year so that I wasn't getting as many yeses from them. And the ones that I was getting, it would be more profitable. Instead, I was just staying at the same, <clears throat> same general rate. You know, I raise my, my prices every year, but it, it, it wasn't, you know, it's usually a, a small, small amount, you know, like 5%, you know, whatever, 2%, things like that. So you're really talking like, you know, a couple of bucks per, per cut, um, and so on. So it, 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 I, I, I wasn't taking advantage of the supply and demand type issue. There is what I'm trying to say. <clears throat> so a lot of people, I, I added a whole lot of people last year, and then I ended up having all these labor issues, which could have been, you know, one could have been because of the other. Who knows? You know, what came first, chicken or the egg? That whole scenario. But ultimately, it just turned a big mess. So I had to go backwards a little bit um, to go forwards this year. So I just say all that to to, to validate the numbers. You know, I'm not saying 70 to 100 people all need their shrubs being trimmed a couple times a year that we would not be able to handle that if that was the case. So just like not all 70 to 80 people need mulch every year, we couldn't handle that either. Not with our current setup and staffing anyway. I mean, I would have to bump everything up and, you know, that would be a good thing, but um, we're, you know, that hasn't, hasn't been the case. I just not, that normally isn't the case. <clears throat> Most people want mowing and fertilization and weed control one or the other or both. Not everybody wants fresh mulch every year. Not everybody wants their shrubs to be trimmed by someone else. A lot of people trim their own bushes. Some people wouldn't say a lot. Some people put their own mulch, you know, they get bags or whatever. They've got small enough mulch beds, you know, they only maybe have three or four yards worth of mulch that they need and they can, you know, take care of it a couple of weekends, getting a bunch of bags from Lowe's or Home Depot or something, some big box store. And, or if they have, you know, enough mulch that they need, they'll just have a little pile dumped and they'll chip away. You know, maybe they got a bunch of kids and they all work on as a family and chip away it over the weekend. Or they just are loyal to like a specific landscaper that does all that kind of stuff for them. Does all the landscaping, meaning trims the bushes throughout the year, keeps the mulch fresh. Um, you know, anytime they need any, want to plant anything new or rip anything out, all that kind of stuff, pruning any trees, crepe myrtles, like some people are loyal like that. And, and, and they, and they have those folks that do that. And the people that want that kind of extensive work, I refer that work to some landscape friends that I have anyway. Um, so, which also reduces the amount of that kind of work that we have to do. But we do have people that want their shrubs to be trimmed and, and, and uh, malt, fresh mulch, and they want us to do it as long as it falls within, you know, the price range that we're giving and the time frame that we are doing it in and so on. Um, but with that being said, I kind of alluded to when people want other stuff above and beyond that, instead of saying yes, like I used to all the time, and then filling up my day, filling up my schedule, which then pushes back my regular mowing route and fertilization weed control, which you cannot mess with that. Like it's one thing to, to, to miss mowing, you know, for a couple of days or a week or something. Yeah. The grass is going to get extra long. It's going to take longer to get it back under control, but you don't want to miss, you know, an application of pre-emergent or spraying the weeds or putting down fertilizer, you know, th- those things, there's, there's, there's uh, usually narrow windows based on weather and so on. You want to get those treatments in, in the right time frames, the right windows. You don't want to mess around with that because that's going to totally 
mess up the whole the whole uh, health of the lawn. It's going to mess up your whole cycle and scheduling and and so on. So that there's there's less wiggle room with that. But the bottom line is you don't want any of those things to be pushed off. And that would happen to me a lot when I would say, yeah, I can do this. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I'll trim these trees. Yeah, I'll redo this landscape bed. Yeah, I'll pull all the weeds. Yeah, like in the middle of the year, not you know late winter, early spring when we're actually doing those things before the mowing season starts. I would just let people just kind of dictate my schedule. They would just contact me and call me or email me and ask me if I could do these things in like July or August. And I'm like, yeah, sure. It's the hottest time of the year. Why not? I'll do all this landscaping and somehow like I'll squeeze it in between all the lawns that I have to mow and, and uh, yards I have to treat. Sure. Why not? Like that, you know, that got old quick. And while you think it's more money, yes, it's more money, but what about the money that you're losing? It may not, you know, you may not be losing as much. Like if you can't get to some lawns to mow or, you know, you're pushing fertilizing back or, or spraying the weeds, if it's in the middle of the summer, um, back, you know, it's not as much money as you're losing, but you're not making as much either if you're losing some on the back end. So, and you're also upsetting, you know, your, your regular clients and so on. And so, especially if you're, if this extra work that you're doing is not even from your regular clients, just from random people, maybe neighbors, maybe people in the same neighborhood. So your route density is still good. You know, you're not driving all over town at least, but it's, they're not even loyal clients. They're, you know, they're just like, they're, there's a one-time customer. They're just totally transactional. They see you taking care of their neighbor or they see you driving by in the neighborhood and they're like, Hey, let me contact them and see if they can do this. And you just say yes. Right. But really you should say no, say, no, I'm sorry. I don't have to ruin my schedule or I know I only do this for my regular clients and we, and we do it certain times of the year. Like this, these are all the things that now I say to people that now I do, I say no and then give them you know, an alternative, give them an explanation, you know, like I just said, no, I only do this for my regular clients, you know, my mowing and fertilization, we control clients that sign up for regular service. Then we do these additional services for them. And we only do them certain times of the year. These are the times we do mulch this time. We do shrubs this time and this time, so on and so forth. Like you, you, you have to dictate your schedule. It's your business. Let these people know so that you're not just saying no, just to say no, or you know, they don't, they don't, you know, you don't want to put a bad taste in these people's mouth or whatever. You want to protect your reputation, your, your brand of your business and all that. So, so, so just tell them why, you know, why you're saying no, um, or, or how, how it can be a yes in the future, right? That's, that's a way to flip it. You know, how, how you can turn a no into a yes. Hey guys, it's Marty. Let me take a moment and tell you about the Ramp Rack. This is a pickup insert that eliminates the need to pull a trailer just to haul your equipment. It easily installs on any 1,500 to 3,500 pickup long or short bed, extending the usable space of your bed by two feet. The Ramp Rack's most popular model for landscapers is the PU200. It has rear window protection and a removable shelf for push mowers and gas cans. You're going to love this. The ramp and dovetail have a weight capacity of 2,000 pounds. Made in Maryland, it comes powder-coated and, of course, built to last for years. Here's what I'm asking you to do. Head over to therampwrack.com and, of course, save 10% with the promo code LCR. That's therampwrack.com and, of course, we'll throw the link in the show notes. LCR not only uses the ramp rack, but he gives it his highest endorsement. 
Hey guys, the Equip Expo, formerly known as the GIE Plus Expo, will be here before you know it, October 18th through the 21st. It's a great time. I go every year. I've been going for many, many years. It's worth it so in so many ways. All of the outdoor demo areas plus the indoor showroom. Talk to all of the all of your favorite manufacturers and uh, meet new ones, find new ones, and all the networking opportunities. A lot of great events, great food, great times, great educational opportunities as well there. So go ahead and check it out. If you don't know what it is, you can click the link in the episode description there and you can check out all about it as well as register. Uh, you can use my code LCR to save 50% off at any time. But if you register before September 9th, you get the early bird discount, which means with the 50% off, it'll only be $10 per person if you use code LCR. Again, that link is in the episode description. Thanks, guys. Hope to see you there. Toro's brand new battery-powered Revolution Series products are changing the lawn care industry. With all-day runtime from the innovative Hypercell battery system, you can expect to power through your entire day every day. Head to revolution.toro.com to see how Toro is transforming the game with the latest equipment innovations. Or click the link tree in the episode description to get you there fast. How you can turn a no into a yes in the future for them by letting them know like the right way to go about it, the right time of year that, that you would be able to do those things. And, and, you know, when push comes to shove, if they just need it done in July or August, because they just moved in or they're moving out and they just need stuff spruced up and, you know, they could care less about you and your schedule and, and what you can do for them in the future. They need it now. Well, you know, I've got people that I can refer that, that work to people that are mainly do that kind of work and they need to keep their schedule they need to keep their schedule for landscaping full so they're appreciative um, to have those kind of referrals so that they can add that onto their schedule to do whatever landscaping stuff needs to be done for that person which so you need to learn your boundaries you need to know what you want to do what you don't want to do and say no because that's going to keep your schedule you know, the way that it's supposed to be, it's going to keep it full with the right people. And this way you can easily add on some more people potentially uh, that are, that want those services that you're full, that your schedule's full with and that you want to do versus filling it up with all this other stuff. And now you can't, now you're like running around scrambling and you can't fit in anything from you know, you can't f add these new people on that, that you really should like, that's just happened to me countless times over the years until, you know, the last few years when I really finally got it together. But it, honestly, every year I struggle with saying no, it just, it just is what it is. There's always a couple of, a couple of people that squeak by that, that, that I, sh I should have said no to. And instead I said yes. And now they're on my schedule and it's like, oh man, I'm kicking myself, you know? And sometimes I have to quickly get rid of those people. You know, I find other folks that are in the area that <clears throat> I can refer them to so that I'm not, you know, again, I'm protecting my brand. I'm just apologizing, let them know that I, I, I just made, I made a bad decision or, or you know, I, I just, I'm not, I thought I could do it and I couldn't basically, you know, it's not in our schedule or it's too far out of our way or whatever the, the scenario is. So I still deal with this every year. I have to tackle that. But years prior, it was really bad where I would just constantly struggle with this every year, having to say no, because I would just say yes too much and just end up overwhelmed. You know, I'd, I'd have all these lawns that I'd have to mow and then I would take on these random projects that I would hope that only that took whatever time that they were supposed to take, but then it would rain or I'd have equipment failure or who knows what nonsense happened, you know, the mulch are ran out of this color of mulch or, you know, so many, man, I could tell you stories 
for days. You know, I can go on for hours on this podcast about all of the crazy. Maybe that'd be a fun podcast series one of these days to just, um, you know, go through all the different crazy stuff that happens, you know, in, 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 in a given season in the lawn and landscape industry and all that from customers, crazy customers to break, you know, equipment breakdowns to just all kinds of crazy stuff that you deal with. I don't even know how to articulate that in the best way, but I think that, that, that probably be of hours and hours of content there broken up into multiple episodes talking about that, that kind of stuff. But basically it's just, it's just so, so many things can happen that would just throw off your schedule. And so that's why when you have such a tight schedule to begin with, and now you start adding on stuff that you shouldn't be adding on, you're just stressing yourself out. And if you have employees, it's stressing them out. And if you have a family waiting home, waiting at home for you, it's stressing them out. You know, you're missing dinner and all that kind of stuff. So you, you really, really, the power of saying no is just that it's powerful because it, it, it empowers you to under, to make you realize and feel like you are in control. It's your business. It's your rules that the people don't dictate it. Your employees can't, shouldn't dictate it. Your clients and random, you know, potential clients or these customers that just want a quick fix. All these people shouldn't be dictating your schedule and how you run your business, what you do and don't do. You're, you're the boss. It's your business. You're the owner. You need to do that. And by saying no, that gives you that power. Like you don't have to say yes to everything and everyone. No, you don't. You you just don't. Just say no. No, nope, I'm sorry. You know, employee asks you for some wacky favor. Hey, can I can I get a, a cash advance my paycheck? You know, I'm I'm short this week or whatever. No, I'm sorry. No, that's just not something that we do. You know, like and it's you know because it's not your fault that that the employee can't budget their money. Now there's extenuating circumstances, of course, that happen. Obviously, you know, things happen, tragedies happen. Maybe there's some sort of family emergency and they're going into town and they're not even going to be available to collect their paycheck or whatever. And they don't have direct deposit and they just need the money because they're going to be out of town. So they're going to need it while they're out of town, maybe going to a funeral or something. You know, there's extenuating things and you you do a one off case by case thing like, okay, yeah, this one time, you know, we'll, we'll give you a cash advance or whatever. And, you know, you figure that out with your payroll or if you're using QuickBooks like I do, there's ways to figure that out and so on. So you you do what you got to do in those circumstances, but ultimately you're in control. So if it's just random people, random employees, not managing their money properly, just say, no, no, sorry. No customers, you know, getting on your case. I need this done ASAP. Uh, sorry. No, you know, like I just had a person contacting me, uh, you know, um, they, they just moved into, uh, one of the neighbors, one of the streets that we have a whole bunch of houses and the neighbor moved in and for whatever reason, they just never got their lawn cut for like weeks, if not months. I don't even remember how long I, th- I think it had gone almost, it had gone over a month. I believe that they, they didn't mow the lawn. And every week I'm like, what, what's going on? And I put a bit, bu- I eventually put a business card in their uh, little flyer box underneath the mailbox where you're allowed to put stuff in there. That's like where your newspapers and stuff go and all kinds of other advertisements that people drive around and pop stuff in there. I put my business card in there, wrote, you know, I take care of both of your neighbors, literally on either side of these people, I mow the lawns and then the person across the street from them and a couple people down the street from them. And like I said, it's like seven, I think seven people on the one street. 
so I mean, they're surrounded by, by us taking care of property. So I'm like, you know, here's the car. We take care of all your neighbors. Boom. Nothing, you know, nothing week after week, just seeing it grow, grow like crazy. I'm like, man, this will be a great <laughs> mowing tall grass YouTube video. Very satisfying. Right. But I ain't doing it for free. I'm sorry. I'm not at that point yet, you know, where I could just do that stuff for free, uh, for, for the first video. Anyway, I gotta, gotta build, have to build that up, but, um, you know, I, so I, they, they never contacted me and, or they, they didn't contact me for a while. And then out of nowhere, when I had completely forgotten about them, I was just like, man, that's great. Like that actually even the, my customers, who's their neighbors, my clients, who's their neighbors would, would come up, came up to me, both of them two separate times and asked me, uh, you know, they were like, you should, you should, um, give them your card or you should contact them or whatever they said so that they, you can cut their grass. Cause I don't know what's going on. Like, and clearly needs to be cut and they just moved in and whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I put a business card in their box, but I haven't heard from them. So I don't know what's going on. And like, oh, wow. So anyway, they eventually called me and they were in a mad panic, of course. Right. (laughs) everyone's lack of urgency becomes our emergency, right? Uh, I have one word. What is that? No, it is not my emergency. Your lack of urgency is not my emergency. I am not dropping everything that I'm doing. I'm not stopping taking care of my list of regular clients that are, you know, following, you know, the company policies and all that to, to rush over to spend an hour plowing through your crazy field of dreams. Like this is ridiculous. Like that, that, that is not, that's, that's not how it goes. There's a, there are policies and procedures that need to be followed. So I explained that to her. I said, I will send you a quote, you know, and you can, let me know if you approve the quote, you know, there's going to be the overgrown fee. Uh, so I'll separate it into two things, the overgrown fee. And then the, the, um, you know, the, the weekly mowing fee. So, oh, you can't just do one time. No, 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 no. We don't do one time. We only, we, we, uh, will cut, I'll only cut your grass if you sign up for weekly mowing. Cause I'm not going to put in all this work to clean up your property and then you're just going to, I don't know what, have someone else do it or take care of it yourself after. Like, I'm sorry. I'm not that guy. Uh, N-O. I've been there, done that way too many times. I'm not going to do that to my employees, not going to do it to myself. Like, if we're going to go through all that and make a YouTube video also, um, you know, we are going to make sure that we get paid and that we are investing in the future of keeping up maintaining this property so that it looks great like all the other properties uh, on that street. So I thought I was clear and she was like, oh, okay, okay. But she's, she was just in a mad panic. She only half listened to me, I find out later on, because I sent her the quote and then she approved the quote and said, How, you know, when, when can you be here? And I'm like, oh my God. And meanwhile, this is all within the same day. I'm mowing lawns. I'm trying to do this on my phone, which is not the easiest thing to measure people's lawns and which I was kind of doing that for formality. I mean, I've seen their, their lawn every week that we're out there. I I pretty much know it's going to be around the same price as some of the other properties that we have and whatever, but you know, just so that's all in the system properly, I'm trying to measure it out my phone and it's a little tedious and doing all the things I'm supposed to do that I always do for every customer request. Um, you know, and sending her all, sending them all the information, all that. And it's just, 
it was just a little, it was a little hectic, you know, again, I wasn't trying to make it my emergency, but I, I, you know, as far as like rushing over there to get the work done, but I was at least going to quickly, as quickly as I could get the quote out to her so that she could follow the steps. You know, I told her, you're going to have to put a credit card on file and then we'll, well, once the credit card's on file, you've approved everything, the credit card's on file, we will be there um, by by the next morning, basically, depending on, you know, when, when it's when it's approved. You know, if it's approved same day, we could potentially be there at, by the end of the day, but most likely be the next day. Because we were going to be back in that neighborhood, literally mowing her neighbors on that street next to her and around her the next day anyway. So she's in a mad panic about the whole thing. And I'm like, we can be there by tomorrow morning if you just do all of these things you're supposed to do. So and she's frantically calling me, emailing me, texting me, calling me. I approved the quote. When are you going to be here? I'm looking in it, looking at the thing. I'm like, you only approved the overgrown um, cut, the first overgrown cut. That's it. Like, that's all you approved. So I call her back. I'm like, you only approved the first quote, uh, the, you know, the, 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 um, the first job, the overgrown thing, you didn't, you didn't approve the whole thing, the weekly mowing. You, we not, we're not going to just cut your yard one time and that's it. She's like, Oh, oh well, we, you know, we, we, my husband and I were thinking, you know, you can come and cut it the one time and you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it looks and, and then make our decision after that. I'm like, no, 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 I'm sorry. You must've misunderstood what I said yesterday. I clearly said, or not yesterday earlier. I think it was still the same day. No, no, no. You know what it was? It was the next morning. Um, cause I, I had everything planned. I got some bag, you know, bags for my, uh, baggers for my mowers and everything so that we could, you know, <laughs> try and get this yard into back into shape as, as, uh, quickly and as efficiently as possible while we were there. So I was getting prepared, even though she didn't finish following through all the steps, but, you know, so I was telling her anyway, back to what I was saying that, you know, that this is, uh, like I was saying yesterday, we're not, we're only going to cut your lawn if you agree for weekly and you put a credit card on file. She's like, oh, okay, okay. Um, can, you know, I, 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 I must not have heard, she, she literally admitted, I, I must not have heard you. I just, you know, I, I was, it was in such a panic and I don't want to get a letter or a fine from, from the HOA and all that. And she's freaking out. I'm like, I get it. One day is not going to, you know, you've come this long, you've waited this long. One day is not going to make or break you like the, the, the HOA is going to give you more than a day to mow your lawn. Like if they give you the letter today, yesterday, they're not going to expect you to mow it yesterday. They're going to give you to at least till today. I mean, I don't even know what the criteria would be, but I can't imagine like they're going to at least give you the next day to, to, uh, to mow the lawn, even though you waited, you know, you a month for it, for it to get out of control. But regardless, People have issues, you know, I'm sure every HOA has got some sort of grace period, whether it's a day or a week or whatever. Um, but this woman was in a mad panic, like they were going to fine her, sue her, take her house, you know, lock her out or something because her grass is overgrown. It was bad, though. I'm, I'm telling, let me tell you, it was bad. It was taller than my stand on mower, meaning like taller than where the handles were. I'm telling you, man, it would have been a great... Oh, mowing tall grass video, man. You don't get those every day around here. You don't get those ever around here. I'd have to go drive out into the middle of nowhere out in some field that's just like some cow field or something to make those kind of videos. I just, there's just no neighborhoods that would allow that around here. That's what HOAs are for so that people like that don't exist as your neighbor. Because, you know, most people don't want that. They don't want neighbors like that, that just have nasty overgrown weedy yards that just look awful. Um, 
And people aren't going to want to move into those HOAs, which is the main reason why HOAs are so strict about that stuff, because they want people to keep moving in to keep paying those dues to pay the HOA. Um, it's all about making money, right? At the end of the day, I mean, let's be honest. Everybody's got to come in at every other angle, every other way. So, you know, that's... Uh, it just so it it just doesn't exist, you know, really that often. So this was a, a rare opportunity, but I wasn't gonna do it for free. I wasn't gonna just randomly hack this lady's yard down, you know, and break all my rules. So anyway, when it all so when it was all said and done, she's like, oh, okay, okay, can can you? I don't, you know, for some reason now she can't find the email that I just sent the the, the, the day previous. Cause she's again in a mad panic and she's like, <clears throat> can you resend it or send, you know, I need, so I can approve it and put my card on file and all that. I'm like, sure. So I go and I do all that and I don't hear from her, you know, hours go by. We finally get to her neighborhood. I'm like, what's going on? You know, I, I sent an email or text or called or both, or I don't think I called. I, th I think I texted her like, Hey, I didn't, haven't, haven't gotten any emails from you. I haven't seen that you approved and put a card on file. You know, we're, we're going to, we're literally going to be, you know, we're having lunch now. We're going to be heading into your neighborhood after that. So, you know, we can take care of your, your property at that point, but you need to do all these things. So she, however long later goes by and she, I mean, at least she responded, but she texts me back, um, some crazy, you know, Oprah Winfrey, Winfrey, uh, Jerry Springer, whatever type deal. If you guys even remember any of those kind of shows, some random thing about a friend of a friend's neighbor's friend, brother, sister, cousin's mother, something came over and mowed it for us. I'm like, what? <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, thanks for wasting my time. But, you know, it's probably a blessing in disguise is what my other client and their neighbor on the other side said to me that day that we were there mowing the lawn, mowing their lawn, you know, our client's lawn. She comes out and she's like, you know, Hey, how's your, you know, cause I hadn't seen her, I guess, since the season started. So she's older and she likes to come out and say hi and talk for a few minutes and see how the kids are doing and all that, you know, one of those nice clients, you know, and she just casually mentioned about, uh, I, I recommended you to my neighbor. I'm thinking to myself, you're the one, <laughs> you're the one that recommended me, man. I, they had their shot weeks ago. I was going to mow their lawn perfectly fine. I put a car in their box and they just ignored it. Now, you know, they're freaking out about the HOA suing them or whatever, finding them. And you give my inform information. I go through this whole rabbit hole of wasted time just for them to get Jeffrey over here to, to just mow their lawn, to hack their lawn down. And, and sure enough, it, it was done when we were there, it was already done. And I'm like, man, I hope these people charged enough for that mess. And it looked good too. I was surprised. I was, it wasn't like a hack job. They, they treated it like it was their weekly lawn. And I don't know if it's going to be their weekly lawn. I hope it's going to be their weekly lawn, but I feel like I broke these people in for this other company. Um, or Jeffrey, I don't know, neighbor's friend, whoever, cousins, all this stuff. Uh, so anyway, they got someone else to do it. And I don't know what the criteria was for those people. I don't know if they need wanted a credit card on file. I don't know if they did prepay. I don't know if they got paid immediately. I don't know if they're a weekly customer or any of that stuff. But I know that I had my rules and my policies, and I was not going to say yes until she followed the rules. So I just kept saying no. And and I just say all that as a super extreme example of something that literally just happened. And it was a little funny. Um, but I, I said, no, 
Like, no, until you meet this criteria, you know, I've just been there, done that. I've been burned way too many times by, by some overgrown yard people over the years. Again, like I said, it's, there's very few and far between nothing has ever been that bad, but I mean, I've had some triple or quadruple cut yards that are, were super unnecessary and, I hope that they would be a weekly client and they, they weren't, you know, they just wanted a quick cut out out of it. And I don't know, they got someone, some other company to do it and regularly, or they do themselves or who knows what, but it, it would never would end up being me. And it was, it's just not, that's super frustrating. So I wasn't, I don't, I'm not going to go down that road anymore. So it was, it was the point. So I held my ground with those folks and, you know, it is what it is. Like, like, like the clients said that I didn't even finish saying she was like, Cause I told her what happened and she's like, Oh yeah, I don't know who the heck that was that mowed the lawn. I've never seen them before in my life, but they just rolled up in a truck and trailer with a mower and just went to town. But, um, you know, maybe it was a blessing in disguise. And I'm like, yeah, probably, you know, it's a people like that. Just, you probably don't need them, you know, on your roster as, as a client, um, that they're going to give you such a hard time like that. And they're, they just have no real pride. It seems like, in their lawn. They just don't really care. You know, they're just like, obviously they just let it grow like crazy. So I, I want people that, that value their lawn. They want it to look good and they're going to pay me to make it look good or to keep it looking good. Um, you know, all, all season long, week after week that those, those are the people, my ideal people. Those are the people that I say yes to everyone else. I say no to. So that's the ultimate thing there. Um, I think I pretty much beat this horse again. That's probably the, not the word best saying, but I, I've probably uh, said this more than enough. Uh, what is it? Um, I've talked about this in nauseam, I think is what Caleb Allman, the uh, uh, Kid Contractor podcast, uh, has used to say early in his podcast anyway. I don't know if he said that. I haven't heard him say that recently, but that's something that he's said before at nauseam. So I will wrap up this episode on that note. Um, just remember the power of saying no. The more you say no, the more yeses you get, like that you want, right? You say no to one, you close one door and say no, two of the right doors open up that you say yes, that you want to say yes to. So that that's always been my experience. I've talked about this on YouTube. People have commented that they've had the same, the same experiences as well. And I just want to help you guys out. You don't have to say yes to everything. You really don't. When you're first starting out, I know it's hard and you probably want to just take on as much as you can, but you got to quickly start to figure out what you want to do, who you want to do it for, where you want to do it, uh, and just really focus on that and say no to everything else. But again, you can give them options. You know, like if you have referrals for people that do the work that, that they're asking for that you don't do or don't want to do. Um, or you just have certain criteria that you need them to meet and you can say no, but here's here's what you can do or here's why, you know, we, we do this this time and so on and so forth. So, um, again, thank you guys for listening. I hope that was helpful for you. The power of saying no in this episode. As always, I thank you, the Toro Company, for sponsoring the LCR Media Podcast. And until the next episode, this is the Lawn Care Rookie signing off. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.